I was just going to say classic superhero slate style where the opening of the show is just us trying to figure out the opening of the show. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's superhero slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, the Batman has officially been found with Robert Pattinson. Oh, I thought it was going to be Asa Butterfield. You, d- you did. I mean, it, how long? He, he was he was <laughs> got to be the worst vampire ever if it took him this long to turn into a bat, is what I'm saying. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, Fantastic Four and X-Men almost had a team-up movie. Oh, so close. But it could have been awful, depending on which versions we're talking about. Oh, we'll, but we'll, 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 yeah, talk, we'll about talk more <laughs> about that later. Uh, everybody has Spider-Man <laughs> on the brain this summer. Mm-hmm. And more. I'll apologize in advance because my drink has ice in it. So let's see if the microphone picks it up. I'll, I'll, this is pretty. This is jostling a lot here. So yeah. that's what that that's going to be the signal that Mike is thirsty. Yeah, I wish I had that to shake it. You like Mike? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Mike. <laughs> Your ice shaking. Wrap it up now. Yeah, no, but it's... besides this uh, delicious beverage to my side here. Um, I am in. I'm in like a little bit of a video game drought, or at least I was a few days ago because I beat the new From Software game Sekiro, which was brutal. It's so, not new um, anymore. It was new. Yeah. a long time ago. So, so, so you were uh, you were uh, pressuring me to get into um, to God of War, which I still eventually will get into, but I decided to opt into the uh, Uncharted Drake's Fortune trilogy, like the first three video games that came out on the PlayStation Three. Found a nice bundle pack and it's a nice change of pace because i'm sure god of, god of war will be like a fun challenge be right up my alley but like uh, these uncharted games are really nice you can almost just kind of go on autopilot you don't have to think too much unlike the other game that naughty dog has made that i that i played last of us Last of Us requires a lot of exploration of the of the rooms and stuff that you go into, so you can collect a lot of loot. It's a very like loot supplies based game. You got to make sure you have your ammo and everything you might possibly need. With Drake's Fortune, there's like guns falling all over the place. You don't really have to too mu- worry about too much about ammo until like maybe the very end of the game. So I, would, I just like ran through that first game in like two days. So I thought this trilogy was gonna like take forever for me to beat. So it's been fun going back to the year like 2007, and now I'm on the second game which is 2009 and playing these very old basically old now like ps3 games like first gen on that console so uh it's been fun uh but i guess it's had like a graphical upgrade so i guess uh it's still not the original experience but going back and playing an older game that's like 12 years old it's kind of interesting to see how games have evolved over the years because like now in like a cover based shooting game, usually cover is kind of really um, hidden. You know, it's like really built into the environment. It does. It's not just random crates. And there's so many random crates in that first uh, Uncharted game because you got to take cover under something. It's like, oh, I guess there's just a crate in the jungle here. So I thought it's, it's been pretty fun. So, but it's been a nice uh, change of pace. But I know while I was playing Uncharted, you're out doing other things. I, I actually got it. So, is June now. June is E3 month, so we talk about mm-hmm. video games a little bit for a couple weeks here. Yes. Um, but I actually got Smash Brothers for the Switch this week. Um, oh. Despite me not being a, the biggest fan of the, the whole franchise at the end of the day, 
Um, so I've been playing a little bit of Super Smash Brothers, trying to learn how to do that. So have you ever played Smash before? Has it ever been in your lexicon? Oh, yeah, I've played before, but I've never owned it. I've never personally... Oh, you just, just played at Friends? Yeah, like mm. when people were playing it, yeah, I'd jump in. Uh, I was always willing to be the first one to lose, and uh, you know, maybe maybe this year it'll be my year. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll turn it around a little bit. But uh, if I wasn't doing that this weekend, I went and saw Godzilla, King of the Monsters, yesterday afternoon. And I can tell you, that's a fun ride, Mike. You know what, you know what I got for the first time I haven't gotten in months or even maybe What's years? It? What's that? I bought popcorn. Oh, at the movie theater. At the movie okay. theater. I got the small. They were like, are you sure you want the small? I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm not a huge popcorn fan. I just want to shove something in my face while I'm watching <laughs> these huge uh, monsters fight it out. So, um I was able to to get me some popcorn, a nice little orange vanilla Coke Zero, and enjoy this. Uh, I guess the third movie in a franchise. I guess. Yeah, uh, I, I guess it's not Kong's te- in there. Yeah, I haven't seen Kong yet, but is have you seen it? No, I have not yet. Okay, because I'm curious if any part of the movie, even maybe if there's an end credit scene that kind of hooks it into a greater monster universe. So they, at all. they do. I know they do in Kong, and I know they reference him at least half a dozen times in this one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like, like they are the, like, it, in, in king of the monsters. It, there's no question. He is part of this. Uh, okay. Gotcha. So, um, I, I don't know much about the first one, but like there are maybe a dozen monsters in this movie and you don't even like know it until you go in. I have a really <laughs> good time. Like it's such a fun time. Well, I mean, that sounds much better than the awful time I had watching this new Netflix movie, uh, written, by the guy that wrote the first Thor and um, X-Men First Class and directed by Mick G, which I had always heard the director's name before, but I'd never remember what he directed in the past. Charlie's I guess Angels. Yeah, that's what he's most <laughs> well known for. And there's like one or two other ones that I was like, oh, I, th- I think I remember watching that movie. Um, but it was a movie on Netflix called Rim of the World. And it is a bizarre, bizarre movie, and it just it does not help the brand of Netflix when it comes to original films. It's definitely still a place where you watch series. Uh, it's very strangely mature for a movie that's really, um, really directed towards kids, and not in the way of just like oh, when we watched you know kids movies growing up, and they were okay with them being a little bit more scary and edgy. Like no, there's just like these random kind of crude and crass jokes in the film that I don't think a parent would want their kid to watch if their kid was the same age as the characters in this movie. And uh, the first half of the film has these um, kind of forced cameos from like YouTube or like Twitter or Vine stars. And the characters don't fit within the plot of the movie, so it just kind of seems like, oh, we got to give these stars a couple minutes in the film so they'll retweet it and gram about it when it comes out. And then they just disappear or they just straight up die at the beginning of the movie. And it's about these kids in summer camp, and then uh, the, the planet is invaded by aliens, and it's up to them to save the day. But it's like... It's described as like a middle budget movie, but they, they're stretching that middle budget a little too far because there's some really kind of cringy CG. And the worst offense this movie has is about halfway through. You may see this in the trailer if you've watched the trailer. The kids like hit up like a like an abandoned like department store or something to change their clothes. And they change from head to toe in logoed Adidas gear, Adidas shoes, Adidas sweatpants with the logo on it, Adidas jackets with the logo on it, Adidas like hats and like headbands and stuff. And they're in that for the second half of the movie. Like, and I couldn't even finish the movie. I was like 35 minutes into it. 
I was texting you guys in the group chat. I said it was awful. So I just fast forwarded way to the end of the movie just to see what happens. And it's exactly what you think happens. They save the day. They're cheering, looking up at the sky, jumping up and down, head to toe in their Adidas gear. I was like, this is hot garbage. Do not watch Rim of the World. So there you go. I should have seen King of the Monsters. (laughs) I wasn't going to watch this to begin with. And 10 seconds in you describing it, I tuned right out. So, I mean, you've, you've definitely convinced me not to renew my Netflix subscription to get that, to watch that. Uh, on Netflix, however, no, not Netflix, Amazon, uh, was it Good Omens came out this week. I want to, I want to, yeah, they're really, they're really pushing that. Um, I, you, you usually don't see a whole lot of advertisement for streaming stuff, but I've seen Amazon pushing some stuff in my, uh, social media feeds. Um, I think there's a billboard out here in LA for it. So yeah, they really want you to watch it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's got some interesting people in it, so maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think uh, that's that's on my my queue now that you know uh, all the stuff's kind of wrapped up a little bit. I got my Sunday. You got we got our Sunday nights back, Mike. So that's a plus. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw a line at, at the store today in front of the Red Box, and I looked over at my wife and I was like, "That line is because Game of Thrones is over." <laughs> but I've been hearing so many good things about uh, the miniseries uh, Chernobyl. Apparently, it's fantastic. Not really in line with the stuff we talk about on this show, but go check out uh, Chernobyl. I guess people are they're saying, "Do not cancel that HBO subscription. Go watch Chernobyl." Um, but uh, I guess we have like two more things we should jump on here before we get into the news because, Chris, I was looking at your news sheet that you brought up. We got a lot of bullet points here, but there's there there was kind of two there was two kind of pretty important things that came out this week that we couldn't really fit like a whole segment on. So uh, uh, do you want to take uh, the first one or the second one, or did you not check any of them out? I didn't. So I don't care about Death Stranding whatsoever. Um, just delay it out there like this has i've seen the the first trailer i've seen some gameplay this is not in my Uh, house you got you got to watch this second trailer it is totally um hideo kojima all over the place it's the this trailer is like nine minutes long it doesn't clear anything up it just makes things seem even weirder but you kind of do get a little bit more plot it looks like you kind of understand what Norman Reedus is trying to do in the game, but it doesn't really explain anything. And then it just, there's tons of just like weird Kojima stuff all over it of just like flaming skeleton soldiers. And then like, I think they call the baby that keep, that keeps being referenced in the trailer. Maybe they call it like a breach baby. Like the baby actually has like, um, like strategic, uh, powers to it. I think it like it helps him connect to another dimension or something. It seems crazy and all over the place. So, um, I think a lot of this video game stuff is starting to crop up because E3 is next week, so mm-hmm. we'll probably learn a little bit more. And we like talking about E3 on the show, so uh, stay tuned next week. But we also got the first trailer for Pixar's Onward, which uh, starring uh, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. You know, it seems like they're staying within the Disney family for this one. Uh, the trailer looks a little bit like... Um, Looks a little Hotel Transylvania esque, which is kind of surprising so, since that style seems very DreamWorks. So, know? so they are essentially elf brothers. Uh, that's right, they're elves, right? They, they, in a like, in a fantasy world that doesn't seem to be Earth, because in the trailer you can see like two crescent moons in the sky. So it's a totally yeah. different. It's so it's place. like it's like if the elf elves now live in them, like they have houses and like. Chris Pratt, he's driving like a big van. He looks like yeah. a, like an eighties burnout driving his van around, and Tom Holland's his younger brother. Yeah, some people are kind of describing it as a pseudo bright kind of plot, where this is supposed to be like 
if like this kind of mythology has just grown over, over and over, over time. So this is just elves kind of in modern day. I don't know. I trust Pixar because they have a pretty good pedigree, but the trailer didn't particularly sell me. It just kind of seemed like standard jokes that you might see in this kind of motif. But you got to see two unicorns digging through a garbage can, and then when they caught the unicorns, they hissed, which I thought was actually kind of funny because I'd never seen a unicorn hiss before. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah, I got to say, I mean, like some of, you know, some of my favorite Pixar ones lately, like I, the trailers for Inside Out didn't really sell me either until I saw the oh, movie. So Yeah, we've talked about some Pixar trailers on the show before in the past couple of years. And I think I've said every time their trailers are always bad. They never really get you hyped. Yeah. They don't really get you psyched. Even like Incredibles, which is totally up our alley. The Incredibles two trailers were never really like enough to like light a firework on fire and like jump up and down. They've just, I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the way they try to sell their movies, but they usually resonate very emotionally. They're very solid stories. They they make sure that the script is good before they ever well, turn a pixel on you. E- like you know, even Toy Story four doesn't like. I'm not the most hyped out of all the movies this summer to see that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think you know kids resonate with them more than we do. That's why I think you know they're not those trailers maybe aren't cut for us. Maybe they're yeah, cut for children. Possibly, uh, but also it's an original idea, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. No more sequels. Yeah, I think I think they said they're not doing any more sequels after Toy Story anyway. But anyway, we're not here to talk about all this stuff. We're talking about comic books and superheroes and all this other fun stuff. And I tell you what, this is the most DC news I've written in a long time. Yeah, I was surprised when I was looking through these bullets, man. They're, th- they're really they're really coming at us. I front loaded it with the DC stuff because we got we got to talk about it. I'm not not uh-huh. running out of steam on this stuff. Um, the like we said, the top show, the Batman. Uh, they've cast or finalized the deal with Robert Pattinson, known for uh, his Harry Potter fame, nothing else really, um, to be Bruce Wayne and Batman in the upcoming <laughs> yeah, the Batman nothing, movie. Nothing else at all. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I I think I've always been excited for for bat standalone Batman movies. They've always been fun. Even when I was a, I feel like they've they've made the movies appropriate to my age. You know when um the the Schumacher Batman movies came out with like the bat nipples and everything. I was at the perfect age to find that entertaining. Then I grew up and I got older. Then the Nolan Batman movies were right there for me. And then we haven't really had a, a single standalone Batman movie since then, so maybe now this one will be right, perfectly aimed at a thirty-year-old man. Let's let's cross our fingers. Yeah, I mean, I also hope that you know they take a little bit of the Shazam and Aquaman approach and be like, look, we don't need to take this seriously and gritty and dark anymore. Like we can have some fun with this because I think that's what Batman might need is a little bit of fun in in some of these characters. Uh, depending on if they even put them in the you know the DC worlds of DC universe or if they want them to connect or not anymore, I mean, who knows yeah. with a new casting and everything? So yeah, like I wouldn't want to compare like you know a, any movie out there to say oh you need to reach quip levels of Marvel because that just feels very Marvel no. to me. But when I think of like maybe some of the darker tone movies, like even Black Panther was relatively light on quips just because of the kind of seriousness of the story that they were telling. You know, they could go maybe a shade a little bit darker than that movie, and that, I think, could still work for a Batman flick. Yeah, but we don't need, like, Batman v Superman dark levels again, where Batman's watching the city destroy around him. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get you, Superman. I'm going to kill you until I find out we have the same mother's name, and then we're going to pal around a little bit. 
Um, but so Robert Pattinson's there. Uh, there's also, you know, reports are lots of characters in this film. Some of the, uh, reported ones are again, Penguin and Catwoman being like the main two, uh-huh. uh, villains, uh, with new, a new take on the Riddler, uh, new Alfred. This is like the fourth Alfred in two years right now. Uh, and new commissioner Gordon for this. So, uh, no JK Simmons returning as that as well. But I think the most surprising news is that this movie may introduce a new Robin for the, so I think this could really be the way that you stamp a Batman movie and make it original, make it fresh, and make it your own, making something we haven't really seen before. There's been iterations of Robins and other Batman movies, but they really haven't been a huge focal point of the film. You know, it's still always been a Batman movie. So maybe now we can really take a look at Batman in a different way if we really flesh out a Robin character. And this could be the first time we get to do it in a serious way like they the, Nolan eventually got around to Robin but it was kind of more of an easter egg type of situation so I, I'm excited for this Robin um, I don't know if you if you have been seeing this on Twitter or not but there's this there's this trend on Twitter where people ask for unpopular opinions of things that are popular um, and there's been one floating around of what's your unpopular opi- opinion about Batman and people are sharing all these like really dumb things that it's just like of course Batman is not a good father figure because he's a superhero that fights vigilant who fights bad guys at night he's a vigilante so this isn't an un- unpopular opinion and you just you just don't understand the character of Batman so stop complaining on Twitter but that's what makes me think um, about Robin here he doesn't need a father figure. He wants to be a cool badass, so maybe we'll get something like that in this film. Yeah, and also, you know, the only Batman we've had, or the only Robin we've had in movies was uh, what's Chris O'Donnell's take on him, and he was already, like, 30, playing, like, a 15-year-old <laughs> kid, so uh, despite the fact I, I also enjoy um, Batman Forever, uh, but, like, we could use a real-life Robin that could, people could take seriously, so... Yeah, those are those are basically kids' movies, and we were kids when they came out, so it worked then for us, but let's, yeah, no get, one, a, let, let's get a fresh take on No Robin one here. took superhero movies seriously through the 90s. I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. I mean, even, you know... Yeah, it's just a product of its time, so let's, let's get some new stuff here. Uh, I did not know this, uh, but I heard this on, like, Tuesday, but apparently uh, Ray Fisher and Ezra Miller's contracts with DC expired last week. Um for their roles as Cyborg and the Flash. And I don't know if they've renewed them or extended them or if anything has even happened on the back end, but their initial contracts apparently are up um, if they didn't do anything with them now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Ray Fisher is up to because I haven't really tracked this guy out there in the world. Maybe I would have if he made a bigger splash um, as Cyborg in the Justice League. But Ezra Ezra Miller is still within the WB family because he's doing the Fantastic Beast movie. But like his his kind of stock is definitely going up out there in Hollywood. So I would assume if his contract's getting renewed, he's probably going to want something a little bit more strict set in stone. He probably doesn't want to be thrown around, not really knowing if he's going to play the Flash, when's his next movie coming going to happen, like where's his director... I'm sure this type of caliber of actor doesn't want to deal with that crap anymore. And also, he's going to want to be paid more money as he as he makes these Fantastic Beast movies. But since we're getting a brand new Batman and we're rebooting a lot of these other uh, movies, I could definitely see them just like letting those contracts expire and just coming back to those characters in a couple of years. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, like the Flash is about the only movie I know that might still be in production. 
uh, you know, despite what a handful of directors being attached to it and off of it and back onto it. But it has mm-hmm. writers, so I think he is. But I, I mean, I think we were past when the original Cyborg movie was supposed to release anyway. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to. They've got him in Doom Patrol. Maybe they just let him rest for a while. We don't need a, a second Cyborg anywhere. But uh, but also the Flash is on TV. So, you know, maybe these characters are just going to take a take a breather. Put them on the bench. Bench them for a Appa- bit. Apparently, uh, Ray Fisher is in the is in the newest season of True Detective. I, I don't know if season three is uh, any good compared to season two. But uh, he's out there getting work, so that's good. I've heard it's better than season two. But number one, season one is, like, still the best one because... It, how do you top that? I don't, I don't know. Crossing my fingers for you, Ray. Yeah. But in the Suicide Squad, uh, Idris Elba was, people were like, oh, he's going to be playing Deadshot, and you know that just wouldn't be fair to anybody. So I think the the, the news is now that Idris Elba is reportedly playing uh, the movie version of Bronze Tiger. Now, as you see, Chris, here, I am slowly highlighting the words Bronze Tiger. Bronze Tiger, and I'm copying, and I'm going to paste in Google to see who this character so, is. He's an Arrow, uh, played by uh, was it um, uh, Michael J. White, I believe. Uh, he's a martial artist. He looks like he has. He looks like uh, 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 Black Wolf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he has the claws. That's right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But apparently, he's like a frenemy relationship with um, uh, Deathstroke, or maybe Deadshot, one of the two, and he uh, is like a huge martial artist. So, like, a, a world-famous martial artist. So, um, I don't know. This movie, I every time I hear news about it, I'm not surprised. But I'm also, like, do I even care about a Suicide Squad reboot by James Gunn? Or sequel. Whenever I know Guardians 3 is really what we wanted to do. Right <laughs> but, uh, well, I, I think it's going to be a fun experiment just to see. Because he's, gonna, he's off the reservation. He's at a different studio. He's kind of doing whatever the hell he wants. He doesn't really have to worry about the 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 preconceived past of these characters and who knows he might not even be coming back for a sequel you know he might be busy over there at marvel like fleshing out this whole galaxy of the next like 10 15 years of marvel movies so this might be his like one shot at these characters so it could just be a really interesting experiment you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, it could be anything uh if they let him i mean if dc just lets him go hog wild man who knows what we're gonna get out of there but um, Bronze Tiger coming our way. I mean, after I mean, Idris Elba is playing Black Superman in the upcoming Hobbs and Shaw movie. Remember? So <sighs> I want to watch that movie so bad. <laughs> yeah, I see. They showed it before Godzilla. I was like, "Yep, I gotta go, gotta go watch this." My first uh, Fast and Furious movie in theaters, Mike. It'll be you'll be proud of me. <laughs> but uh, movies DC's also working on that are taking forever to get off the ground is New Gods. You remember New Gods? Uh, so I, I believe some of the new gods characters have popped up in the Justice League and maybe even um, Young Justice TV series. So I've, I've come across the characters here and there. Okay. So New Gods is being directed by Ava DuVernay, and um, they've hired Tom King, who wrote uh, Mr. Miracle and the Vision short stories. So I think he might even be working on Batman right now uh, to help write the script with uh, Ava. Um, Tom uh, King, he won an Eisner Award for his Mr. Miracle run, and Mr. Miracle is, is actually a new god. Um, so he has lots of experience in this realm of these characters going on there. So, um, are, are have you read any of his stuff? Did you read the Vision short series, like the twelve issue miniseries? I, I haven't. I haven't got around to it, but I'm still trying to figure out. Um, if Ava DuVernay is going to be able to kind of tackle something like 
poppy and uh, culturally like this. Uh, I know she did A Wrinkle in Time, but we obviously, or at least I obviously didn't go see that because I didn't hear very good things. And she's done some pretty intense work like Selma in the past. So I'm just trying to figure out if she'll if she'll really nail this. Is she the type of director that really wants to do these big budget action movies? I mean, I hope so. That would be cool if she could kind of like really nail this down and figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, with him writing it, maybe... He writes it and she just directs it, and you know it's a good it's a good balancing act for both of them. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I really want to read Mister Miracle. Apparently, it's it's a really really good series. Uh, friend of the show Brian's recommended it several times. I just never. I wanted to wait till it was all done. I didn't want to read it monthly for uh-huh. a year. So now it's done. Maybe I'll wrap it up. Another movie that's always we're always talking about being in production over there is Booster Gold, and apparently a script has tur- had been turned in for this movie. And Greg Berlanti, who is the director and producer for this, is very happy with this script. So they're just waiting on the green light from DC and Warner Brothers to make this movie. I mean, I liked his um, I liked his directorial debut film, Love Simon. Very different type of movie, I'm sure. But it had you know it had heart to it. It had humor. Um, it had everything you want in a film. Uh, and I think after seeing Shazam, I can totally see Booster Gold working a little bit more over there. You know, Shazam was uh, very entertaining, uh, very fun, and Booster Gold, you know, he's kind of like this um, he's kind of like this cocky type of superhero. So I think I think this could work. I think now I can start to envision it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I want to see the time traveling Booster Gold. I, I think that would be really interesting if they added that into the DC repertoire and uh, mm-hmm. you know. Because, I mean, his whole goal is essentially kind of like uh, Biff Tannen in Back to the Future. Yeah. He knows the future, so he goes to the past and builds himself up to be this yeah. hero that's not really it. So so I, I don't know if um, if this is a booster gold power or maybe eventually we'll have a, a DC superhero that does have this ability and he's put to film. But a character that can jump through dimensions? Because wouldn't you love just to see, since Deadpool did that in his film where he was jumping around the timeline and seeing these different things, I would lo- I would love it. If a character would jump through different dimensions and he would go back to like the Michael Keaton Batman and you wouldn't actually maybe see Michael Keaton, but maybe he would be on a roof and you'd kind of see a scene playing out from a different angle. And then he would kind of go to like a Batman versus Superman or a Justice League movie just so they could kind of finally acknowledge that like these DC movies have been going on for so long and they're all these different dimensions. So I don't think Booster Gold has the dimensional properties, but that makes me think it that way. Yeah, I mean, they could, I mean, I know the TV series are leading up to the, what, the Crisis on Infinite Earths kind of crossover this fall. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, maybe the movies can, can deal with um, the multiverse, the DC multiverse and stuff like that. Uh, because there is, I think, was it Earth 3 is the evil versions of all the super, all the superheroes? Like, the it's inverted, so, like, that would be cool if they were maybe the villains. Like, they think it's, oh, it's Batman, but it's an evil Batman but he doesn't have Hitler. to have the goatee, but yeah, Hitler Batman. There is definitely a Hitler Earth that they that they put in the crossover before. Yeah, that, yeah, that was yeah, that was that one with Supergirl, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, so Booster Gold. I mean, we could uh, we could be seeing this uh, on the on the calendar. Maybe they make some announcements this year at uh, San Diego Comic Con to let us really know what's what's up next. You remember yeah. Joker's a movie coming out this year? Because <laughs> yeah, I finally saw another trailer for it this weekend for the Godzilla two. So. It's around the corner. Have you had a chance to watch anything on DC Universe yet? 
<laughs> the pressure it's coming. We are we are technically not in the summer yet, which is when I said I would watch these things. When, when so does summer the, hit for you? I because... think I well, I think the official start of summer is somewhere in June. Like we're in the month, so I got to start watching this stuff soon. But who knows? We're supposed to be getting a Warner Brothers streaming service. I still think this whole DC universe is going to crumble and just get folded into its bigger mothership. But that's besides the point. So have you or have you not seen anything on there? <laughs> that's my long-winded way to say no, I haven't. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, so I've seen the pilots of, I think, all the shows. I did not watch, was it Young Justice? Because that's technically season three. Um, mm-hmm. But I have this ready to roll. I think I'm going to watch this and report back next weekend what I think on it. So yeah, I saw the, uh, the actor that plays Swamp Thing has been quoted saying that it is the Cadillac of Suits. So apparently this guy is uh, familiar with dressing up in suits, and he says this is like the coolest one he's ever worn. Yeah. Uh, I, I've not heard any reports since production was stopped on episode 10. Mm-hmm. So they've got, you know, what was it, if they do one a week, 10 weeks to, to wrap up and edit all those things. Um, but, you know, I, I've heard people really enjoy Swamp Thing. Um, I remember vaguely watching maybe his old movies from the 80s. I think it was eighties, maybe early nineties, but I've I've just got no affinity for Swamp Thing just yet. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll watch it. I'll let you know how it goes, Mike. So you don't have to you know, <laughs> hold your breath waiting to see what it is. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Also on DC Universe this fall is Harley Quinn coming, um, and we had another first look. At, not another first look. Another new promo image at Harley Quinn uh, from the voice actress Kaylee. How you pronounce her last name? Coco? I don't know. I don't know. We mess this up every time we see your name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Penny from the Big Bang Theory. Uh, there you go. So, um, the new image says fall 2019 and blood splatters on her arm while she's swinging a baseball bat. Yeah. It's a good drawing, too. Whoever uh, whoever on their art department put this together, really, uh, really nice lines. I'm loving the strokes there along the arm. Good job. Yeah. I think this is Paul Dini and um, Tim... What, the guy who did the 90s Batman. I think they're kind mm. of producers on it as well. So uh, I definitely feel – I felt that more in this image than I have the other stuff so far. But uh, if you want to know that, there's like – I forget. Um, Alan Tudyk's voicing the Joker. There's tons of people in that. So I'm really excited to see. Diedrich, Diedrich Bader is the voice of Batman. And I don't know if you remember him in Office Space. He's the neighbor with the long ponytail and the mustache. Mm-hmm. So he's voicing Batman in this upcoming show. So I'm really excited <laughs> to hear this show come together. Uh-huh. To be completely honest, so we got that. Uh, Kingsman: The Great Game, the prequel movie. Uh, Liam Neeson has joined the cast of the upcoming uh, film for next year, and he's going to start alongside other characters like uh, Ray Fiennes, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Stanley Tucci, uh, Charles Dance, Daniel Bruhl, who played Zemo, and newcomer Harris Dickinson, who I don't know who that is, but uh, I was like, oh, this cast list is actually stacked more than I thought it would be. So. Yeah, that's really fleshing out. Well, I, this is going to be an interesting pivot point for me, because uh, you you were a fan of the second one. I didn't like it so much. We both loved the first one. So we're just... I, I hope this takes us in a good direction. I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah, and like I said, it's a prequel So I in World War One. so I'm, I have no idea where the story's even going to go, so I'm really excited to see uh, or hear some stuff on this one. Dark Phoenix, uh, sadly, is out this week in theaters uh but that oh it's it's this week wow yeah it's thursday um so um 
get your tickets if you want to yes. see it. Uh, Stay tuned for the spoiler cast. I got to get my tickets. I, I mean, I wonder if it's even going to be a, a competition. I, I mean, I don't like dogging on the movie so much. They just have made it so easy. So I don't really know how to how to be fair to it, you know? Yeah, it's really hard. Apocalypse was um, just an absolute disaster. And then they decided to remake X-Men 3 again. And they do they do this thing in the trailer. I've seen the trailer every time I've been to the movies for the past three months. And, <laughs> and then she's like, who are you? And then they do that thing where like, the better question is, who are you? I'm like, I hate that. That is the stupidest trope, the stupidest line in any movie. The better yeah, question th- isn't, who are you? Just answer the question. I would love to know if in real life, if anybody has ever responded, and then the person actually like, oh, maybe I should look inward and see what I really am as a person. I don't think that's ever happened. Yeah, it is the dumbest thing ever. And every time I see that trailer, that part grinds my gears a little bit. Like, steams my broccoli, if you will. (laughs) And I'm just, I can't let it go uh, yet. So on Thursday, we will see the outs of the Fox X-Men universe, the trilogies of trilogies. Will finally be done. I have no word on a post-credit sequence, but I would like to know if they actually put one in or not on this one. So, huh. uh, I believe Days of Future Past had a Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man Two trailer in the middle of it. Which uh, was you weird. might just promote another movie with it. You think that's what that's what they did in that one? But I mean, Fox. I could. Fox is I gone, could. See, so I could see them maybe doing a pseudo end credit scene like Endgame. Not like they deserve it, but since they are kind of wrapping up this you know fox x-men universe they could do a thing where you know they do like a nice picture of like patrick stewart you know and then just you know kind of highlight all of the history of the x-men films like a little uh wrap-up send-off i could see that possibly i i would love for this movie and i know they can't do it now but to end where the first x-men movie starts like i just want to be a big Uh big loop that way you can just watch them all and not have to worry about anything else but um I don't think we're going to get anything that cool. So, that's sad. Anyway. Uh, New Mutants, uh, they are apparently, you know, we've talked like Wolf, Disney, do they've, they've put it on the release schedule for next April. But the reshoots and scheduling are confirmed going forward for this movie. So, they have now, Disney's already ready to go on the reshoots. But apparently, Fox couldn't make any of the reshoots work because of their scheduling and budget. They just didn't know how to do it. Because uh-huh. they suck at it, but apparently Marvel's really good at doing this stuff because we've seen it in all their movies. So, so this this kind of brings up a, another question. So for a while I've been thinking about this movie of like, okay, they had a self-contained Fox mutant movie here. And then uh, they were doing reshoots to try to dovetail it into the MCU. But I guess maybe the reshoots no, no, at first were just trying to make the movie not suck. No, no one has ever said the reshoots are going to be in the MCU. This movie will never be in the MCU. Like the, this, they they essentially the director wanted a horror movie. Fox said no. They showed the trailer. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, we really want a horror movie." So the, the studio was like, "Okay, go back and make it the horror movie you originally wanted." So that's well, what it is. I mean, I'll go ahead and, and, and write it in the sand right now. I don't want this to be in the MCU, but I wouldn't put it past them. I'm not saying it's a smart decision. Maybe somebody over there thinks like the star power of Maisie Williams and the and the kid from Stranger Things is enough to kind of push this project forward and make more of it. Uh, they're lucky that the story seems to be ambiguous enough that it could be starting, you know, the mutants over there. But they've said before that the X-Men aren't going to be coming for a while, so it would be weird to kind of 
put this in there. So I don't. I really think that this should just be coming to Hulu. Don't put this out in theaters. It's just going to confuse people. I don't think it's going to confuse anybody. No more than Dark Phoenix coming out this week after eleven years of of Marvel movies. I think I think they'll be fine. Um, what I think I think it will start with a 20th Century Fox opening, and that'll it'll just say this is a Fox one, and then boom, it'll be done. I think I think it'll be written off as as soon as it's there and then gone within a couple weeks because uh, after that is um, Black Widow and we have some news about that later on. So. Yeah. Well, we got some interesting experiments of films coming out, so at least we can say we're curious. Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. But at the top of the show, I mentioned the Fantastic Four and X Men uh, were supposedly going to be in a team up movie, and this was one of the writers. Um, who who was talking about this? Uh, Zach Stentz, who wrote X Men First Class, uh, and Rim of the World, which I turned off yeah. just yesterday. So uh, now that Fox is gone, he was like, I think I can say this: that he they commissioned a movie to Stentz and his writing partner, which involved mm-hmm. X Men, Fantastic Four, Daredevil, and Deadpool back in 2011. Oh wow, 2011. What what was the atmosphere like in 2011? Was that when the when the the other rebooted Fantastic Four movies were coming out, no, that was that was twenty fifteen. Uh, this was yeah, like, this was literally yeah, X Men First Class like era. Like this was literally okay. when First Class was coming around. Gotcha. I mean, I'm glad it didn't happen because it sounds like it probably wouldn't have worked. But well, actually, who knows? Because if this was pre that rebooted Fantastic Four, maybe they could have gotten them off on the right foot. Actually, it's really interesting to think about this. If this did work. Like, off of X-Men First Class, you know, we kind of had that fresh, new kind of direction on the X-Men. They were kind of rebooted, starting from, you know, the 1970s. If this really worked, who knows? There could have been an alternate reality where this just made gangbusters money. And then Fox could have just turned everything around, and maybe they would have been too expensive for Disney to buy them. This could have been... A totally different uh, landscape we could be living in with superhero movies, but more than likely, it probably just would have came out and it would it would have tanked, and we would have ended up exactly where we are right now. Well, I mean, what was cool is you know, even though you you don't like Rim of the World, I mean, Zach Stan's First Class is a good movie uh, for the X Men. Like, I really enjoy First Class, um, and uh, you know, they had Paul Greengrass almost directed, who did like the the lot the. Born two and three movie, and I think mm-hmm. the new Jason Bourne. So I think the action could have been really good, but you know what? What, what would what, if, what would Daredevil look like in twenty eleven? Like, what's <laughs> that Daredevil look like? You know, yeah, pre Netflix. I still feel like I feel like this this movie would have been rushed though, because yeah. they were still in the age of the MCU trying to compete with those guys, and Warner Brothers already fell for already fell for the mistake of just trying to get everything up and running way faster than they could keep up with. And I could see them doing this too. Let's throw all of this in a movie and just see if it works. And it's just like, oh, well, great. We have all of these undeveloped characters that we don't care about. So, What did Deadpool even look like? That was still off the back of <laughs> X-Men Origins Deadpool. Yeah, would it even have, would we have even gotten the Deadpool we have now? I'd much rather have Ryan, two Ryan Reynolds Deadpool movies than this crossover movie, no matter even if it would have been good, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, this is a wild idea, and nothing. there's no story in my head that would make any of these four groups of characters work. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm glad it didn't, but, you know, that's a, that's a fun thing. He didn't even, Stintz wouldn't even say the title because he was afraid because that's how secret <laughs> they had this 
made. So probably probably because there's a chance that maybe this title could crop up again in the future. You know, he knows Fox isn't there anymore, but there's still a chance that they could pull in that title. Or I don't know, maybe he still wants a chance to have his name on a script in the future or something. Yeah. Like maybe he won't write the the next X Men Fantastic Four Daredevil crossover movie. But if they even take like one idea from that script, maybe it's enough to just get his name on the credits and get a nice little paycheck. Who knows? Yeah. Well, maybe after they announce the next movie, he can come out and say, oh, this is the title of this old one. Man, this sounds wild. I I would love to see that rough draft. Yeah, I'd I'd watch that script. I mean, how do the the meetings about that just sound wild? But (laughs) Anyway, we're going to look to the future with the Spider-Man 3, and that's the Homecoming 3 equal, Far From Home sequel. Um, Apparently, last week we talked about Deadpool maybe saying his MCU, MCU debut in there, but apparently that's not the rounds. But Venom is more likely to appear in this movie. They're really... Uh um, Sony is pushing to get Venom in there, and we're not sure if that's Tom Hardy's version of Venom or not. Um, We know the movie came out last year. I've not heard any details or heard even the word Venom uttered since... November of last year, you know? Yeah, yeah, it makes me wonder if um, they still don't know quite what they're going to do with them because I don't think anybody expected it to be as successful as it was. So maybe they're really trying to rethink strategically where they put the character. It makes sense on a timeline of if you eventually wanted Venom in a Spider-Man movie by the third film, I think it would be maybe enough time because you'd probably have a second Venom movie by then. So you would have, you would be seeing um, the th- Venom for the third time and also Spider-Man, you know, on his own for the third time. So everything's lining up there, but man, I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to see what the second Venom movie does because we know how I felt about the first the, Venom film. Well, the last time Spider uh, Venom appeared in a third Spider-Man movie, we literally got, spider-man 3 so oh yeah this would kind of almost feel like a remake wouldn't it just like dark phoenix (laughs) a little a little bit of a parallel there so i don't think it's going to come true but you never know you know at this rate you know i would love to be surprised um yeah i bet five years I mean, I bet Kevin Feige being the producer that he is, I'm sure he's impressed by the uh, the success that the movie made. So I'm sure he's patting he, people on the back over there. But I, I can't imagine Feige as like kind of the craftsman that he is, watches that movie and goes, oh, yeah, I definitely want this type of world touching my world. I don't think he thinks that at all. Well, uh, he notoriously hates uh, Avi Arid, who was the producer on Venom and the mm-hmm. Sony stuff. So I don't think this is going to happen at all. Like if it does, it's going to be a, a Marvel version of Venom. I wonder contractually how much say uh, Disney, the MCU and Feige has of whether this character shows up in the film at all. Uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Well, I mean, at, at that point they must be like, no, we're not making this movie anymore. Like, or they'll be like, we'll put Venom in, but if Tom Hardy is the best, we'll put him in. If not, we'll recast him. If not, we don't care what you say. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't even think they touch it. I don't think they want them to be connected later on. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. But the Marvel does have a lot of you know interstellar connections going forward. So if they want to use you know Venom as a his alien symbiote because that's what he is. They they have a lot of uh, freedom to do so going forward. But if you don't, you can, that's okay. You can get your Venom in the upcoming Spider Man. Uh, animated series uh, season three called Maximum Venom. So the whole season's called Maximum Venom. Yep. Yep. Just like uh, the new guardians. I think season three was called mission breakout, which is oh, okay. the same title as the other. one. so the whole series will focus on one, I guess villain or one title. So I really, really hope 
all of these Disney XD superhero stuff comes to the Disney Plus service. Because I've really been wanting to watch the animated Guardian show. I've wanted to see what they're doing with Spider-Man. I, I think I saw like the first episode on YouTube. But it's like I don't have cable. I don't have access to like a Disney XD. Please, I hope it comes to Disney Plus. Because I want to see all this animated stuff. But I just can't get my hands on it. So this sounds cool. I mean... Uh, I, I like their little animated universe because they can kind of just do whatever the hell they want, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they and they will. They will literally create whatever they want. Um, I want to say, I forget what season two was called, but um, they, they tend to give it a new name for every season. Like, Avengers mm-hmm. Assemble was Black Panther's Quest last, last time it was on, so... Um, yeah. It sounds like they're doing overarching storylines per season, then. Yep, yep. Uh, Which very, is pretty... Which is pretty ambitious for an animated kid show, because usually you want these episodes to stand alone, so a kid can kind of just pick it up and watch it randomly, and they can sh- basically shuffle it like a like they're on Spotify. So that's cool. That's what I really liked about the the Warner Brothers Justice, Justice League cartoons is they always had overarching stories. So man, come on, Disney Plus, gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah, um, and this is the same production company, um, the the Marvel animated series, who's also working on the. Uh, uh, offenders stuff as well so mm. uh, will they cross over i doubt it but you know we've got we've got some hope in there as well so you can get your get your venom with that in 2020 spider-man far from home is our next uh excitedly looking forward to a superhero movie um and the final trailer leaked online but probably just wait for the official release um they're, they're, I don't think there's any spoilers in there. The quality is just someone filmed it in a theater because they oh, they they, they, gotcha. filmed, they showed it in a theater on accident. Um, it looks fun. I'm really excited for this. Um, I, I want to see I want to see the last Phase Three movie. I want to see Spider Man in the summer. I want to learn about the multiverse. We got Mysterio, Mike. What's not to love about this so far? They even have a good cross promotional soda, <laughs> and uh, the Doritos that we bought this weekend had a Mysterio. On the yep. Cool Ranch and Spider-Man on the Nacho Cheese, so I know that's one thing that's uh, really special to the two of us is we, we like those. And Dr. Well, no, we love the cross promotional stuff. Uh, I do. Whenever, whenever like a big movie brand teams up with a snack, that's like the perfect Venn diagram for the two of us. So I'm gonna try to get some of that dark berry, and if they're not selling it at the movie theater, I'm gonna sneak it in. Oh. They, they won't be selling the movie theater. They're going to be selling that red and blue popcorn everyone's told me not to get <laughs> that I'm going to get. So That's everyone right. just wants it even more off. now that it's taboo. Yeah. Yeah. You tell me not to get it. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to double down my efforts to get this. So <laughs> going to do that. But uh, we got a new still from the movie with a scene from Spider-Man, Peter Parker, working with a character called Dimitri. Uh, there's a character called Dimitri in the comic books. Uh, he goes by the Chameleon. As well. Yeah, isn't isn't he uh, has the power to change? It's kind of like Mystique s powers. Yeah, I wouldn't say his powers. Like he's just really good at change, like disguising himself and blending in and, and changing to who he wants to be. Yeah. So this guy looks like he could be that. He or it could just be a, a coincidence. His name is Dimitri. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't think this is the case. Definitely looking at the way he's dressed, but this dude looks like he could play a good Craven. Like mm-hmm. that's the kind of vibes I'm getting from him. Like he just looks like he could be really fierce with like a giant Bowie knife. Uh, but a Craven would not wear black jeans and a leather jacket. He, so he's got, he's got the perfect <laughs> uh, villain nose, is what it is. That, that pointy, <laughs> pointy nose. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, so if there's always been rumors that the chameleon will be in this movie, uh, we're gonna be there's gonna be surprises. The trailers. Uh, I will tell you in the final trailer they've changed some stuff around on you even that we've seen so far. So uh, Ooh, okay. they are they are 
purposely throwing us off. So will yeah. this be the a chameleon? Ca- will this not be? The, the chameleon even works with the, the type of story it looks like they're trying to tell with like espionage and like stealth suits and stuff. So mm-hmm. I could see that being it. And maybe he maybe he came from the other dimension with uh, um, Mysterio and they just don't know it yet. So mm-hmm. maybe he's, he's hiding as this guy. But uh, yeah, so it's far from home. July 2nd. It's coming up. We are now a month away. It's June 2nd, so... I gotta get my tickets. I don't have them yet. Oh, you do that. I've got midnight showings. Gonna go at 12.01 a.m. It's gonna be... Oh, yeah. I got well. I got those weird decisions I gotta make where if I want to go in the middle of the week or not, but we'll find out. Yeah. It's July 4th week. We'll, we'll see how that long weekend does for the box office, Mike. Mm. For sure. But Black Widow is next year's uh, first movie. They've not officially announced this yet, which sucks, but they are filming this movie in Norway right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have set photos for the past week uh, of uh, Scarlett Johansson in her red hair um, running across a mountain filming her like doing a workout. looks like a Nike commercial, the way she's running across mountaintops and the helicopter's filming her. Uh, there's also, I don't have any photos of it. I don't have any way to show it, but there's apparently a part, part of her walking into a pool with something red and glowing in her hand. Um, could it be the Aether? The Reality Stone? Uh, oh, I mean, this honestly... I don't I it feels like it's going to be a stretch to bring her back to life. They seem to 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 put it very definitively in the film that that was a sacrifice and she's not going to be able to come back. Um and she's been in this film franchise for a really long time. She's finally going to get her own standalone movie. It seems like she might go the same way as Chris Evans and um Robert Downey Jr of just like, you know, move on to the next thing in your career. But I guess maybe she has um she has urges to get her own film franchise off the ground because yeah, I guess Captain America and Tony Stark can retire very peacefully because they had their own trilogies and maybe she's like, no, I want mine now. I put in all my work. I want my Black Widow movies. So maybe they do bring her back to life to maybe give her her own trilogy. Well, well possibly. I don't know if she's going to get a trilogy or a standalone. Um, maybe like the Incredible Hulk kind of thing. But mm-hmm. my, my thoughts again are, and spoilers for Endgame, but if you haven't seen it, you're one of like three people in the world. I just said she died without spoiler yeah, warning. Yeah, so, so <laughs> um, they, in Infinity War, Red Skull says a soul for a soul. If Captain America mm. returns the Soul Stone, maybe he brought her back there and she's been existing in, in a parallel place. For the whole time. Yeah, possibly. You'd have to figure out how you explain the, the Gamora swap away, too. But, well, but we don't have to with her because they did Soul Stone what didn't get returned later on. Thanos, mm-hmm. Thanos atomized it. Remember, he said he reduced to atoms. Oh, after that. So, what you're, so what you're trying to say is this Black Widow movie is not set in the current timeline that we're watching. This could be maybe in the alternate reality that Cap goes back to to live with... Um, to live with Peggy, right, maybe because he didn't use his suit to come back at all. So maybe she mm-hmm. used his suit and went back and landed somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I ho- I hope whatever it is, if they decide to bring her back, or if it, ha- it happens to be another dimension, I hope it's just very clear and very straightforward. I don't want them to bring up the the classic whiteboard scene where they're showing all these branching timelines to explain why she's still alive. It seems like it's probably just going to be a prequel. It's going to be this one off film, and if that is the case. Um, I would love it to at least launch a new character. You know, I don't, I don't, I think it should still be her movie, but it would be cool if, I don't know, maybe she's running through a lab and I don't know if she like, kind of like how we saw Wolverine in one of those other X-Men movies where he's like all vicious with all those cables on him. What was that? Um, was that Apocalypse? No, um, no, um, 
Anubis, the, the Japan, the the Egypts. Why can't I think of this film? Well, the, um, yeah, he he was in apocalypse. He was in apocalypse because apocalypse. the kids were there. That had the, the first young Jean Grey. Yeah, but basically, what I'm trying to say is maybe there's a, a new Marvel movie coming in the future, and that character was introduced in the Black Widow film. Because you know how I feel about prequelitis. I feel like none of this matters. We know exactly what's going to happen, so it's just this one-off story in this whole universe that technically you don't even need to watch. So hopefully, it could spring something else to life after the film's over. So that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping. For. I, and I think they will. I mean, it's Marvel. It's their next big film. It's one of two next year. Like I don't think they're going to sit and spin their wheels uh, to, mm-hmm. to sell us an old story. So, if anything, there is a five-year gap in Endgame. We don't know what happened, um, which could be a good kicking-off point that would make someone obviously be the right age or the right you know era. Yeah. To, to I mean, the advantage the advantage that Scarlett Johansson has is that she is not aging like all of the other men in this franchise. So she's just like, no, you don't need those tracking dots on my face. Uh, I already look like I've been uh, in my mid twenties for the last like. 20 years so i think she'll be all right yeah we'll just uh let's put the dots on for good measure though just for good measure next year next november the uh the movie again that people are speculating it is because nothing's been announced is the eternals and now keanu reeves has been approached about a role in the upcoming film uh and there's no details who he's going to play yet but talks are underway so do you want to see john wick himself I mean, Keanu's a hot ticket. He's always been a hot ticket, but he is uh, he's in a, in, a, in a new era of his career, uh, kind of the Liam Neeson route. Uh, I mean, Keanu's always been an action star, but now he's kind of in his older action star phase, but he's still kicking ass like he's not the age that he is because he's an, an unaging vampire. So mm-hmm. uh, good on you, Keanu. Get that, some of that MCU money. I wish we could sit here and speculate on who it would be, but we have no idea um, yep. what's going to happen <laughs> with that. So move on to the next topic that nobody probably has any idea on power pack uh this property is apparently an active development at marvel studios no one knows if it's a disney plus or movie but this is about a group of superhero children uh four of them and they uh they all are subjected to this uh dying chimelian who is beta beta ray bill's race uh power source they all have powers and they go around palling around with their powers as kids and I don't know why they would do this unless it's like a kid's show or something aimed towards, um, you know, a younger audience. Yeah, I mean, I could see uh, Disney Plus this being up their alley. could be like a short uh, little series to get the power pack out there. Um, And I could easily see them getting their powers from any source. I guess it could be anything that gives these kids power, so they could just play with whatever is easiest for them. But um, wasn't the power pack one of the... one of the original like Marvel properties that they were working on a, like a long, long time ago. When we did our history of Marvel timeline a few years ago, the power pack was in there somewhere. I remember it. Yeah, so <laughs> there were um, there were three movies I think they were working on with the Iron when Iron Man was it was Iron Man power pack and I believe Ant Man mm-hmm. were the first three movies they were going to make. And um, cool. what a what a group of movies! <laughs> yeah, and as as we can tell, only two of those have been made, and one of those went through a huge change in everything up until its debut. So yeah, it's they've this is nothing new on their radar, but like you know, just a bunch of new avenues to put it now. They don't have to make it a movie. So are they can make it a made for Disney Plus movie? You know, I don't know. Either way, that's fine. I'm really more excited about next week with. E3 around the corner with Marvel's Avengers, the official title of Square Enix's next yeah. Marvel game. 
this is the this is the thing Chris has been uh just slipping into the group chat for like I feel like the last twenty years. Yeah, you've just been like, hey, this game's coming out, isn't it? It is. So now we're finally here. Um, several years later, it will debut on June tenth, is what I think they said, which is uh, next week, sadly. Um, there's a four player game with customizable abilities. It's single player and co-op, so you can do a whole single player story and co-op. And people can drop in and out seamlessly as you play. Me and Mike can play together, um, you know, as our favorite heroes in the game. I'm very excited to see. It sounds a lot like another Ultimate Alliance, but I don't think it will be. I'm just glad that there's a story mode to it because, I mean, I'm not one of these big online multiplayer people, uh, but since that space has gotten so huge, there's so many games that are being made right now that have no story element to them at all, and that's what I really personally like in video games. So even though people out there are having a really fun time like playing Fortnite and like Apex Legends, like I don't have any story to grasp onto unless like I go watch like random like really highly produced like animated videos that they upload to like YouTube to give you a little bit of idea of what the personality of these characters are but like who flipping cares because there's no story in the game so I'm glad that it seems like there's going to be some sort of narrative here and that's what I that's what I'm looking for. Oh it'll definitely so. be a story you can't have a, an Avengers video game without a story so uh, definitely definitely look forward to that and um, yeah I mean we're going to have more details we're going to know what the characters are what it's going to look like uh, what systems it's for I mean I know with Ultimate Alliance 3 coming out this summer on Switch. I, it, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's a sucky feeling because uh, it doesn't look nearly as fun as the originals. It looks like it might be kind of chopped down. So I'm looking for this full featured AAA title uh, coming out eventually. Yes. So we'll talk about that more in probably two weeks. This completely slipped my radar at, wholeheartedly. Jessica Jones Season 3 got a teaser trailer and it's going to debut June 14th. Yeah, um, there you, I, I forgot about this too. I think uh, due to some of the algorithms that I'm partied to, I saw some uh, pictures of Kristen Ritter at like the at the premiere for Jessica Jones, and she was extremely pregnant. And I was like, "Wait a minute, what is, what is going on here?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, they got there's a new season coming out. I totally forgot about this." Yeah, I I actually haven't even watched the official trailer, and I didn't. It really went over my head on all the. Like I, I didn't even it didn't even populate on anything, so I'm really kind of, I mean, like I said, Netflix has given up on Marvel, and this is their last one, and they're like, yeah, we don't care anymore. Yeah, and this one might be just in the sweet development zone, so they could have had time to pivot, uh, knowing that there probably isn't going to be another season of Jessica Jones. So there could be a nice wrap up at the end of this, and that might be enough to get me to like watch because I haven't watched a lot of these later season shows I watched a little bit of Daredevil surprisingly I watched Iron Fist season 2 but I haven't seen any of Punisher season 2 but you know things just kind of waned over there at Netflix so yeah here Uh, we are here we are the last one the final hurrah if you will so uh, June 14th Netflix is cranking out tons of shows though uh, I give them that and I don't know if you've watched this or not but the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance got a full teaser trailer for the upcoming show and I just have to say what what is the Dark Crystal and like <laughs> I, I, I know what the original is but like this looks creepy as hell like yeah, the puppets this is... don't <laughs> that, I love Jim Henson but these are, don't settle with me at all man I'm having nightmares over this yeah stuff. 
I have I have weird I have weird thoughts about this. So I I watched the Dark Crystal growing up, but I think if I remember correctly, I'd only ever watched it maybe once, and I was pretty young, and I don't retain any of it. So there's no nostalgia here at all for me, except for I'm just kind of familiar with kind of what the look and feel of it was. So this seems to be matching the same look and feel. So we're kind of in this weird zone to where like I'm not too familiar with the history of the first Dark Crystal movie. But I would assume, if you're kind of going this very heavy sci-fi route, they were able to get away with using puppets because that's all they could really do to kind of create some of these big, impressive creatures. You know, you don't want... their The computer technology wasn't there to be rendering it the way they wanted to render it, so they probably went puppets for a lot of things just for practical reasons. So now that we're in the year 2019, and you're seeing this this uh, this new Dark Crystal with these puppets, you're like, oh, well, this is kind of neat because you're hearkening back to the original age when Jim Henson was using puppets, but also there's this conflicting part of your mind that's just like, well, you don't need the puppets anymore but the puppets still kind of give it this very kind of interesting aesthetic. So I'm kind of hoping maybe they, they marry the two a little bit to where it's just like, oh, maybe they can do really cool things with puppets now because if they can't get it to move exactly how they want it to do, they can go in there and do some like rotoscoping and get some really cool like motion to puppets. So maybe oh, it'll be this this cool hybrid, you know? I, I mean, I can already tell you there is. Watching this, like I'm like, puppets need strings and people moving them or in them or around them. And there are shots in this. I'm like, oh, they are moving them without anything. Like they uh-huh. are like they've cut it out and put it over a green screen and done some flying and some movements. And I think you know we are in a thing where you don't need the puppets, but because of the fan base of the Dark Crystal, the you know the Dungeons and Dragons, the Led Zeppelin listeners of the '80s, like they're <laughs> literally going to love this and eat this up and want that original feel uh, mm-hmm. so i think i just need to watch I, I probably watched it when i was younger but man those puppets like they <laughs> don't sit well with me because they look so real and creepy yeah. and i just need to revisit under it. underneath all of this is capitalism this is what happens when you have competition in the marketplace and you have streaming uh streaming services competing against each other because whoever would have expected this series to be made and i'm sure it's expensive like you watch this trailer there's so much there's so much uh, mechanical just physical things being moved in front of the camera and that is not cheap and they're i'm sure this is probably going to be like eight to 13 episodes so there's a lot of money here in front of the screen and that does not happen in a world where you don't have a lot of um where you don't have a lot of investor money competing with each other. So uh, we're in a, we're in a, like a new, like, I think we're still technically in the golden age of television. And even if we leave the golden age and enter a silver age, I still think we're going to be getting great stuff. But this is kind of this new interesting facet of just like money competing with each other. So uh, yeah, this is going to be fun. This is going to be, this is going to be an interesting battle over the next couple of years. Yeah, I uh, there's a lot of properties that are probably going to get renovated and revised and revitalized or whatever the word I'm looking for is, and uh, Dark Crystal happens to be one of them. So I need to watch the movie and see if I'm going to watch this. But I'm, puppets, I'm so weird. I am spooked out for sure. Spookier than those raccoons I have living in my house, Mike. <laughs> so uh, anyway, but that's our show. That's our notes for this week. We got a lot of stuff to go through and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we got to watch uh, Dark Phoenix this week and hopefully come back to you next week with a review episode. But um, 
Yeah, if people want to know what you're up to this week, Mike, how you're enjoying the, the heat wave as the summer arises on us, where can people find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Uh, Chris, if people want to find out if you've uh, uh, vacated those raccoons, if you've evicted them from your house, where can they find you? Oh, Black Diamond is coming tomorrow to get rid of these raccoons <laughs> for me because we thought they were squirrels. But you can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, you can also head over to Comic UI. I'm looking forward to going to Frankfurt Comic Con. Uh, that's my next venture out. Uh, so if you're going there, probably not. It's Frankfurt, Kentucky. No one will be there. But if you're going, <laughs> let me know. We can we can hang out. Uh, if people want to listen to more of our episodes and our reviews, because it's summer, we're doing reviews, it feels like, every other week. Where can people find all that good stuff at? As always, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our show notes. So if you want to see that uh, Harley Quinn uh, image, if you want to see this leaked final trailer that Chris was talking about, we got all of that in our show notes. And uh, we love hearing from you. So if you're a fan of the show, you can reach out. You you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Uh, and always, uh, we love it when you review the show. So if you want to head over to Apple Podcasts, or I guess technically iTunes is where you review us. But the Worldwide Developer Conference is the same week as E3. So hopefully Apple will be like, we're going to fix all of this iTunes nonsense. So maybe you'll be reviewing the podcast somewhere else but we love your reviews we love hearing from you and we love our super fans so if you want to be one of those all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here next week apparently talking about dark phoenix i totally forgot about it yeah yeah. uh that's uh, a great sign for it but that's that's the way it goes that's show business johnny so uh let's let's get out of here and we'll catch you guys next week all right johnny bye Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe! I had something earlier, and I forgot what it was.